The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Larry Jorgensen is a journalist who has spent nearly three years researching Coca-Cola stories which reveal how the world's most famous brand got started. And he's with us now. How are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful, Toby. Thank you. And uh, I I guess it's uh, time for a good Coca-Cola, I guess. Yes, I suppose. I've got one in front of me right now. Now, what first gave you the idea to write this book? Well, it, it's interesting, though, where I live, I'm not too far from Vicksburg, Mississippi, where they actually first bottled Coca-Cola, and they have a small museum there. Mm. And then, uh, so I thought, well, that's interesting. And then I found out there was another one about 70, 80 miles away. Yeah. And I thought, well, that wouldn't be a nice travel adventure for someone <laughs> I think I'll write about those two. Well, as I got investigating the history of both of them, I found that Coca-Cola history is very fascinating, and it's all over the United States and, in fact, all over the world. And I thought, this is not a feature. This is a book. And uh, actually, I have wrote the first book and wrote a sequel to it of all the interesting places that I discovered just because I went to look at a couple museums. Yeah, and I suppose we should start talking about the history of Coca-Cola because it's quite interesting because it started as a medicine, didn't it? Yes, it did. Uh, uh, and it's it's interesting that uh, we, we, uh, we, we know Coca-Cola um, as a, a beverage in a bottle primarily, mm. or a can. Yeah. Uh, Coca-Cola, uh, when John Pemberton invented the syrup and later sold it to Asa Candler, um, they had no intention of bottling. It was sold at drugstores, soda fountains, primarily as a um, sort of a quasi uh, medical purposes. And uh, when the idea to bottle it uh, was brought to their attention, they thought um, Asa Candler, who owns the syrup company at that time, thought it was a rather dumb idea and and it took a lot of convincing to get him to agree to allow coca-cola to be bottled and actually the place in in uh, vicksburg which is along the mississippi river uh they were bottling it 
on their own five years before Coca-Cola thought it would be all right to bottle it. Yeah. Uh, he had a little bottling machine and and uh, he had the syrup that he was buying for his fountain at his drugstore. And he thought, you know, if I could bottle it, I could get it to the people out in the country. <laughs> so he started bottling it. Um, and it was five years later when uh, Coca-Cola finally authorized to uh, ambitious young attorneys the rights to bottle. And even at that time, they thought, you know, Asa Candler, the owner of Coca-Cola, thought this is a rather dumb idea. And uh, he sold them the rights to bottle Coca-Cola everywhere in the United States except Mississippi for one dollar. Wow. And he told them, and he never collected the dollar, by the way. <laughs> and he told them, if this doesn't work, don't come crawling back to me about it. I don't want to hear about it, you know. But it sure worked, didn't it? Yeah, well, of course, because it's now everywhere in the world. And it's probably, if there was a survey of people's favourite drinks, other than alcoholic, Coca-Cola would be number one. It's been fascinating in doing the book, the, the reaction from people who just, they have to have their Coca-Cola. They love the brand and, and consequently it's made the book very popular as well. Yeah. The, what we've done with the book, uh, we've dealt with that history of how the two gentlemen, and they were from Tennessee, uh, got the rights to bottle. And then, you know, they, what happened, they got back to their home in Chattanooga mm. And they realized that they had the rights to bottle Coca-Cola. But between the two of them, they only had $1,500. And they thought, how are we going to bottle Coca-Cola throughout the country? We only have $1,500. And then the idea of, I guess you'd call it franchising. Hmm. They they thought, we have the territory. We will sell little pieces of the territory. And consequently, that really is how Coca-Cola grew. It was all these would-be bottlers, entrepreneurs, if you will, who thought, this is a good opportunity for me. I will invest a few dollars and I will start a bottling business. And that really is what created Coca-Cola to grow as quickly as it did. Uh, At one time, there were over over 1,200 bottlers of Coca-Cola, little little people that bought the territory and uh, actually made it all happen for Coca-Cola. Hmm. Was it originally called Coca-Cola, or is that a kind of brand name that came about later? No, it was originally called Coca-Cola. Hmm. Um, you know, and there's been a lot of, well, was there cocaine in it? <laughs> what, the, <laughs> what there was is that, the leaf, the cocoa leaf, yeah. um, is processed, but it's not processed like when they process cocaine. Mm. But the cocoa leaf and the cola nut were the key ingredients in the original formula. So it was obviously Coca-Cola. Yeah. And uh, it quickly uh, got that name and it was improved upon from there. And there is no trace of cocaine in Coca-Cola. But uh, at one time, there was a slight trace that came from the processing of the coca leaf, but that uh, they've eliminated that real quickly. 
Yeah, I mean, it kind of feel a bit uneasy knowing that it's from the same plant that cocaine comes from. Right. And and there are people who today will say, that must be why I enjoy it so <laughs> much. And that's not. But it just has, it has a unique flavor. Um, you know, I, I don't know if uh, you were able to see when they did the Pepsi-Cola challenge. Mm. Did that make it to, uh, to England? Uh, sounds familiar. Is that where you blind taste and compare them? Right. You, you were offered a, a chance to taste both. You didn't know which was which. And Pepsi was actually winning that yeah. challenge. And what happened, um, that's what caused Coca-Cola. You may recall they came out with a new Coca-Cola. Oh, yeah. And it was a disaster. But it the what happened, they were responding to people who were uh, approving Pepsi. And the, the whole secret to that is Pepsi is a sweeter beverage. Yeah. And if you take a first drink of either one, your natural tendency would be to go with the sweeter one. Yeah. But as far as long-term enjoyment, the Coca-Cola wins out, you know. But Coca-Cola didn't realize that. And they created the new Coke, and it was sweeter, and people didn't like it. And it finally took two years for Coca-Cola to realize that people wanted their old Coca-Cola back. Yeah. And that was the end of the new Coke. So is that why on some older bottles it will say original Coke? Absolutely. And in fact, uh, they do they do a bottle right now. It's a six and a half ounce bottle. <laughs> or I guess it's actually an eight, but it, it looks like the old original six and a half. And on there, Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It'll say the original flavor. They yeah. want people to know that it is the original flavor. Yeah, I suppose so. So how long did it take you to write this book then? Well, it took a little over two years, about two and a half, because, you know, I, I, I am a, a journalist, but I, I have other opportunities in journalism where people will pay me money. And this was yeah. a gamble. Hmm. So I had to take advantage of those opportunities as well. It was not a full-time adventure, but it took up a great deal of my time. I traveled a lot. I visited many of the places that are um, mentioned in the book. Uh, I got some wonderful interviews with families who have been bottling Coca-Cola for four and five generations and learned stories that uh, I think were the first time they were ever told Mm. and we were able to put them in the book. Yeah. Did you find out any interesting facts that you didn't find online and probably wouldn't be able to find anywhere in the internet? Well, I think one of the interesting facts concerns the color, the light green shade of the original Coca-Cola bottle. Oh, yeah. And that actually occurred, you know, they had a contest to determine the, who would produce the Coca-Cola bottle. Hmm. And, um, and they wanted a bottle that when people picked it up, when people saw it, they would know it is Coca-Cola. Yeah. So that bottle was created in 1905 by a glass company in Indiana. Well, it so happened that glass company was getting the sand to make their glass from a little quarry that they owned about 50 miles away. And when they made the the bottle, because of the mineral content included in that sand, it had that light green tint to it. Yeah. Coca-Cola was extremely happy with that. And in fact, they called it originally, they called it German green, and then they changed it to Georgia green in honor of their home state. But nevertheless, from that time on, when other bottlers were given the opportunity to create the bottle, Coca-Cola insisted that it be that green color. And they would tell them, if your sand does not contain the proper mineral content you must add it so that the, all the bottles will have the light green tint to them wow and it was strictly uh by not by accident but by happenstance that yeah. uh, that's the way the bottle was made yeah it's interesting they went to that much effort and coca-cola has had such a big impact on our culture not just the drink itself but am i right in thinking that Coca-Cola kind of invented Santa. Absolutely. I was going to mention that because I'm sure you see at Christmas 
the big Coca-Cola trucks oh, that yeah. are all decorated. And, and Santa, as we know Santa, the image that we have of Santa was actually created by an artist for Coca, who worked for Coca-Cola in 1931. Hmm. And, and that image has, has existed since. In fact, here in the States, two years ago, um, the post office put out four Christmas stamps that each of them had the Coca-Cola Santa on them. It didn't say Coca-Cola, but it was a different, each a different version of the Santa created by Coca-Cola. Uh, I always say that Coca-Cola kidnapped Santa Claus. Yeah. Does that mean that Coca-Cola holds trademark of that Santa design and anybody who uses that could get sued by them? That's right. They uh, they trademarked all of those particular Santas, although I think they're very cautious about doing anything that would, uh, you know, be negative to the idea of Christmas. I, yeah. I, there's probably a lot of people that use that. Um, it's similar, you know, to the, the, the script of the Coca-Cola logo. Yeah. Uh, when I did the book, um, I had to get permission to use that logo. And I also had to get the book approved by the Coca-Cola Corporation uh, so that I could use the logo and, and publish what I had found. They're, they're very protective of that. And, and rightfully so. That was the main reason the bottle was created was there were too many people that were starting to make colas. Yeah. And uh, there was confusion <laughs> because the bottles were not uniform. You, did, you weren't really sure if you were getting a Coca-Cola or a Churro Cola or what you were getting. Yeah. And um, that, that, uh, that's a, a trademark that they, they protect very vigorously. Mm. And Coca-Cola as a company have kind of expanded because they've bought out some other companies and they've got subsidiaries and make different fizzy drinks. And for example, they've recently bought Costa Coffee, a coffee shop in the UK. Right. So what made them want to branch out and do other stuff like that? Because coffee seems a world away from Coca-Cola. Well, I think it's similar to what you're seeing in a lot of industries. And a lot of it, you know, like here in the, the United States, they own uh, the Minute Maid orange juice. And they mm. recently bought a, a company that uh, makes a a, a milk, a, a very uh, pure milk. Mm. And uh, it, it's just the case of putting more product on the shelf. You've got the shelf uh, availability and you've got the network of distribution. Yeah. Uh, why not utilize it? You see it in, in brewing. You know, the, the breweries that have combined and, and they're, they're selling um, several different brands and their distributors are also reaching out and selling even more brands. I mean, you look at uh, here in the United States, Pabst Blue Ribbon, uh, they have, they must have four or five different brands of beer yeah. that, that they distribute. It's, it's just a really uh, keep the company growing and as you know as cha as tastes change mm. just you know they want to they want to stay up with the tastes uh, and and tastes have definitely changed for beverages and and what people want 
and you're going to see more of that. You're going to see, you know, Coke came out with all the the diet Cokes yeah. and all the flavored Cokes. And, and um, depending on your taste, some of them I like and some of them I don't, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Well, where are we able to have a little read of this book and purchase it and do everything we want to do with it? Well, the, the, the easiest way to get the book is through the website, which is simply the coca-colatrail.com mm. um we're very prompt at getting books out uh, we had uh, a large uh, number of them went out this morning and that's the simplest way and, and if you do it that way i'm actually able to sign the book and would even personalize it uh, if the person wanted that uh, they are available uh at, at many of the different stores and um not a lot, unfortunately, in, in England. Maybe you can help me there. Maybe. But we certainly, we have sent them uh, all over the country. Wow. We have sent them a lot to Australia. There's a very active uh, Coca-Cola collectors group in Australia. Oh. And we've sent many books there. Um, I am doing, of all things, an interview next week with... Um, a radio station in Dubai. Oh, that's interesting. And they have people there that are interested in Coca-Cola and the book. So, yeah. But the simplest way is go to the website, the coca-colatrail.com. We'd love to welcome your listeners to it, and uh, we would send them a special message. Great. It's been great having you on the show today. Thank you very much for coming on. Thank you, Toby. I really appreciate the opportunity. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Oh, yeah. Hey. Yeah. Hey. The throbbing pulse of sound. The Toby Gribbon Show.